I'm Chris Lean. And I'm Matt Abetti. And this is We're Just Here to Help. Uh, so Matt is, is won't tell me the location of my Easter egg. Yeah, I know where it is. But where is it? Well, well, let me just say that there's eggs hidden all over the house, and they were they were fun because some of them matched the color of the thing that they were hiding behind. If you ever get in legal trouble, uh-huh. I hope the judge doesn't throw the book at you. No, there's no egg. Do you see an egg right now that I don't see on my bookshelf? No, I, I've mostly been giving Kyle and I have just enjoyed giving you false clues uh, so that we could watch you kind of squirm. Oh my god, it's very fun. All right. Well, today we're going to talk about the Mueller report. Yep. I did not read the whole thing, Susie, but I will eventually. Um, we're talking billionaires paying for Notre Dame and nothing else. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk uh, about some Trump grets. Trump grets. Why everyone regrets everything, every part of their life, and see the segue that into 2020. See, I almost said it, but then I didn't. Yeah, I I love that. There's like a course of like four to ten podcasts where you're slowly learning to no, say no. segue instead of seeking no 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 S-E-G-U-E-S-E-G. i'm gonna be on the presidential stage debating and i'll say seeg and i'll wink and it'll be an easter egg for all my early fans okay president donald trump this week <laughs> Matt with- all right Mueller report so i guess the big takeaway of it is that all the reporting about the Trump administration was correct. And how. Yeah. Yeah. I think I want to start from this place. Okay. The day after it was released, I went to one of those like newsstand things mm-hmm. in New York. Mm-hmm. Um I think to get a Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Love Red Bull. Send the check. Uh <laughs> they just give them out for free, Matt. What, Red Bull? Yeah. Where? What do you mean? Like the Red Bull Girl, Red Bull Girl. When was <laughs> the, the last the Red time? Bull, Bull Red Bull Girls show up? Where Where did you Where have you seen a Red Bull Girl? Like recently at the when? gym and shit. Really? Yeah. God, I've got to go to CrossFit South Brooklyn. Yeah. Send the, the check, check. David. Been, I know you're listening. <laughs> I've been like a ton of endorsements out of me today. Yeah. I've been meaning to get one of those like 10, 10 session punch card sort of situation. Oh, you should. You should go. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the thing that that blew my mind was there were there was the New York Post, super right wing, and I think next to it's like the Daily something or it's Daily News. Daily News, yeah. The New York Post one was like Mueller report is out, no collusion, cleared, cleared of wrongdoing. Trump right. is cleared of wrongdoing, which is like technically true, but is a spinny, is a very spinny well, version. Well, no, the whole thing was a spin thing. Like the bar letter was huge spin. Well, yeah, insane spin. In Spain, it's it's like like a, like a fucking quadruple axle the Olympics spin. Yeah. So I I kind of want Olympics. I kind of want to like work a little bit backwards. Okay, cool. So why I mentioned that was like there was just this huge contrast between those two, and so I think there's some fundamental things that you have to think about and talk about before you can really. Talk to someone about the Mueller investigation on like an even footing. Mm-hmm. So number one thing is, ju- sh- should the Justice Department have the ability to indict a sitting president, right? That's a dividing line for a lot of people in terms of a conversation. Because some people, some Republicans specifically are saying, uh, if he wanted to indict Trump, he would have. 
especially the the people who believe that Mueller and the rest of his team are like the 12 angry Democrats. And uh, no, Mueller's by the book. He's not going to indict if the regulations say he can't. Yeah. And 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 I would say there's also a, and it's like even if he did it go to the Supreme Court and that thing, that ship is so far gone. It's like fucking in East India right now. Yeah. So there's a strategic reason for to not do it. Right. right. Then there's also like a patriotic reason not to do it. Which is what? So, the, and I think this like plays and this is one of the reasons why I think like Mueller is like even more patriotic than I could have ever imagined. <coughs> That's a bird. Yeah. It's an eagle. Eagle specifically. Yeah. yeah. Um, you call an eagle a bird. It's a bird. It's a raptor. Is it? I think, right? Are, aren't raptors like are a raptors? kind of bird? I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's a bird, you know, but you shouldn't call it like our, the bird of our... You know that everyone knows this, but the turkey was almost the national bird. Yeah. Thank God we dodged that bullet. I mean, right? Benjamin Franklin is rolling over in his grave. Yeah. So there, the patriotic reason for it is the Justice Department is supposed to be a strictly legal institution, right? Did you break the law? What does the law say? What's the What's the... The interpretation of that law. What are the red lines for those rules? What is the precedent of those rules? Who am I? Where are we? What are we doing? Yeah, and really apply them very rig- rigorously, right? And that's why, like every every time someone sh- showed up in front of a grand jury mm-hmm. for Mueller, like those prosecutors had that person dead to rights. Like right. it wasn't like there was some drawn out thing where maybe they did it or no, no, no. They were there. They fucking slam dunked on every person they brought in. Right. That's Flynn. That's Manafort. That's Papadopoulos. Like all of these idiots. So the, the, one of the questions is, is uh, one of the ideas, one of the thoughts is, if the Justice Department was to involve itself in political squabbles, indicting presidents, going after senator, like whatever else, it stops becoming an institution that executes on the will of Congress, the courts, and the president and starts to become a political body of its own. And since none of those people are elected, if they become more and more involved in political process – the Justice Department can start to create essentially kangaroo courts, right? And that's like that's a, can- a court filled with kangaroos. kangaroos who are really swole. Yeah, have you ever seen the like boxers? Yeah, they have straight up. But like, they can kick too. But that's why the that's why the 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 legal system has to strike this balance because once the Justice Department, and the courts, and whatnot overstep that bound. And start legislating, start involving themselves in politics, start taking people down. That's when you start to get into some pretty serious uh, trouble. Now, that does not mean that presidents are above the law, but it means that there's a different process for them. And that is a political process. And that's why I think, and I think Mueller says this pretty much. He just goes like, this is a congressional issue. My job so far as an investigator, like in the report. I mean, he like punts to Congress like 10 times. Yeah. And and that that number isn't like a random number Karina is putting out there. There are 10, 10 scenarios where Mueller says these are places where Trump obstructed justice. Right. And he, he buttons the whole conversation by essentially saying, 
if he wasn't president, I would go after him for obstruction of justice. Right. And we've talked about this before. Karina has mentioned it before. It's not the crime that gets you. It's the cover up. Because I mean, like, don't do the crime. Yeah. Because, like, oh, here's the thing. Like, if you did a crime and you didn't cover it up, you'd probably be caught for that crime. Right. You know, so it's just like pick one. And when you're at like that level, when we are at those that echelon of criming, of criming, but also political power, the chances that someone's going to like have the smoking gun on you is just like crazy. Right. Right. Well, like the way I thought about this report and it's it's heavily redacted, um, like all the good shit's redacted. And I feel like Trump's little freak out on Twitter was because he saw the unredacted parts of it. That's where the real juicy meat is. It's like this is just like a, a report full of bullet casings. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, a bunch of bullet casings all on the ground. And, like, the smoking gun is maybe redacted or maybe, like, left somewhere else. You know what I mean? We need to go find it. Yeah. But there's, like, okay, so, like, collusion, again, for the fifth millionth time is not a crime. There's no such crime as collusion. There's conspiracy. conspiracy yeah. And there's cooperation. And, well, I don't even think cooperation is a crime. Uh, cooperation. With the foreign government? Uh, Yeah. I think it's conspiracy in that situation, right? Yeah. Like, well, anyways, if you if you Mueller had to like very strictly define what he was looking for, right? right? And so like none of the stuff that that we can see in the report rises to the level of a like a enough evidence to bring to indictment conspiracy, right? But it's like we see over and over and over again in the report that the Russians offered help and the Trump's campaign took it. Issues that we don't have a verbal or written, which would be hilarious agreement, to cooperate. Right. And I, it's like, but like, like, listen, like, this has been so heavily reported over the last two years that if we just sat down and read this report and then we hadn't had any of this reporting, uh, oh, this like excellent journalism about this, we would be absolutely floored by all this shit. Right. But we've been so inoculated by it that we don't even fucking realize. Yeah, we've become numb because we're like, yeah, we know that this happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, and the other thing that the, like the level of criminality in that report is absolutely insane. And there's no way that someone should be sitting in the Oval Office that is even close to that type of criminality. Oh, yeah. So, like, I personally 100 percent think that we should impeach. I think we should call Robert Mueller in front of Congress and ask him questions, not interrogate him. Uh, and then fucking roll impeachment into 2020. Oh, man, I disagree with you. Why? I know. It's it's really un- no, you, it's unconscionable to allow this level of fucking criming to to stand on. Un- un- yeah. And like, I think the argument is like like the Clinton, like I've said this before on the show, is that Clinton left office after his impeachment proceedings with a higher popularity rating he would than he had ever had at any other point in his presidency. He probably would have won in 2000 if he could run again. Right. Right. But those were just like that was like a blowy in the office. Yeah. I know. Not like a collusion with the foreign power and obstruction of justice. Yeah. I so like 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 Trump has done exactly what Nixon said or Trump has done exactly what Nixon did. Right. But the difference between Trump and Nixon is that Trump's people refuse to follow his orders. Yeah. And and also there's one other. So um, who's the journalist who who cracked the the. Um, Nixon case. Come on. You know. I mean, cracked it. There, there's like, there's two, there are two people who were the main journalists. Wallace and Gromit. Wallace and Gromit? That's a <laughs> joke. 
You're an asshole. Wow. So, you had it for a second. I got you for a second. Yeah. Well, in any case. One Rogers of the, and Epstein. Huh? Rogers and Epstein. Okay. <laughs> I'm I, I'm no longer gonna pay attention to you because you know, you're gonna say, you know, say something hold on, like hold on, hold on, hold on. Elmo and Grover. I I just remembered their first names. They're Ben and Bert Jerry. And yeah. Okay. Asshole. <laughs> I'm never telling you where that egg is. What? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. I want to find that egg. And wanna, you're gonna wake up and I'm just gonna be sitting above you, oh, holding that egg. Unbelievable. Um. Woodward and Bernstein. Bernstein. You. F- yeah. Th- this bit was this bit was just a joke to cover up the fact that Karina didn't know didn't know the answer. Uh huh. She, she was googling it. Yep. Until I thought of it with my big a brain. Okay. Um. <laughs> one of them essentially one of them essentially in an interview said, unless I'm totally misremembering this, the only thing that's missing are the tapes. And that's in regards to this Trump presidency. Yeah, he was like the difference between this and Nixon is like there were tapes, and I, again, right? Like, <laughs> especially seeing how open McGahn was to like cooperating. Don McGahn is Trump's White House counsel. One of his one, yeah, yeah, yeah. A small part of me wishes that McGahn had actually like carried it out and then immediately been like, hey, uh, Trump ordered me to do something. Mm-hmm. I did it. So handcuff me, please. Mm-hmm. And take me in as a cooperating witness. Right. I don't know if that's how it actually works. But in any case, that's how close it got over and over and over again. The pattern of behavior in the report is reprehensible for a president. However, I'm going to make... Hold on, I want to touch on this issue one more time. Is that, that one, a lot of his underlings did not follow his orders, which saved him. Yeah. The other thing is, a lot of these crimes, like um, like taking... Oh my God, I don't know what the actual name of the crime is, but like taking aid from a foreign government, foreign transaction fees, foreign... Foreign taking foreign money, foreign campaign donations. Oh, uh, emoluments? No. Yep. Uh, so basically, like Trump Jr. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the reason that, I mean, maybe he'll get indicted, but like a lot of these crimes, you need to prove that intent and intent to break the law, oh, which yeah. is insane. So, like, taking help from the Russian government isn't a crime unless you knew it was illegal. Oh, my God. Right? And I just want you to think of all the people sitting in jail that didn't get to use that excuse. But this only applies to shit that rich people do. Okay? By colluding with the Russian government. By colluding with the Russian government. But there are people sitting in jail over weed offenses. Yeah. And survival crimes. It's real real dog shit. So, yeah. So, like, a lot of it is, like, all the campaign finance stuff is, like, there is actually the excuse of the ignorance of the law. Yeah. Which is, I think, the Facebook defense, too. It was, like... You were taking money for ads on your platform in Russian rubles or whatever. Yeah. And they're, and they're like, yeah, in retrospect, we realized, you know, taking taking Russian rubles, not the best choice since foreign governments can't buy advertisements that would sway an election. Right. 
But you know who's not in prison? Everyone that should be. Yeah, oh boy. Uh, so I, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push back on Karina. What on this idea that the Democrats should impeach Trump? They should absolutely 100% impeach him. So here's here's my argument for why mm-hmm. not. I, I think that there are better issues. That are clear, sharp wins for Democrats that they could bash Republicans on in 2020. But impeachment is a murkier one. No, they should 100% run on, on health care. They should run on taxing the rich, ending the fucking second gilded age type shit. Um, well, they need to fucking impeach him because this sets in an alarming precedent. Oh, it's so bad. It's super bad. No, like fucking impeach him in the house. We'd fuck. I don't give a shit if we can uh, uh, convict him in the Senate. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. But I want them to just run this fucking media narrative into 2020. I hear you. And like, but here's the thing. I was like, I think it's going to be a drip, drip, drip because we're going to see all the fucking uh, concerns, uh, ongoing matter redactions pop up. We still have the Roger Stone trial, still have Julian Assange. All that's just going to pop up. I'm not saying impeach him right now. I'm saying pull everyone in front of Congress and it becomes, I don't know, like December 2019, pop impeachment hearings up. Yeah. Let those take nine months. I- pull out all the evidence, constantly have all this evidence in front of the American people and still be running on your fucking issues. We can chew gum and walk at the same time. I think you can't let him get away with this. This is insane. The rest of the world is looking at us like, what the fuck? Because like, like the rest of the world is being like, are you fucking serious? You're not going to do anything about this. You're going to wait till your elections when they're just going to get stolen again. Yeah. I No. I will. I'm going to say a couple things here. Uh Number one, this is a reason to hate every Republican period, Right. Mostly because, and Karina's heard me do this rant a bunch of times, the Republican Republican Party could have stopped Donald Trump so many times. They could have had a convention in 2016 and found another candidate and disqualified Donald Trump as their candidate. That They had that power, and the Republicans who were advocating for it, they refused to do it. When he, he, they've had opportunity after opportunity to build coalitions to impeach him and put Mike Pence at the top of the ticket. They could have done that. Mm-hmm. They could have uh, they, they could have uh, uh, coalesced around a candidate earlier on rather than letting it turn into this like shit storm where they half-heartedly tried to help out Kasich and Ted Cruz even though their campaigns were, were already in the trash heap. Uh, can we just imagine like a Ted Cruz presidency for a second? Don't even. I, I would, Dude. I think that would be worse. He's an idiot. No, he's so smart. That's the thing. Like, Ted Cruz is a preternaturally intelligent individual. Yeah, but... And completely, like, soulless and more, like, morally bereft. So this this gets me on, like, a little thing about, like, what I... I, I like, I think it would be worse if we had a Ted Cruz president. Yeah, a couple weeks, a couple weeks ago I had this might, argument with someone. He would definitely win re-election. Uh, With the evangelical vote? He's just not a particularly charismatic guy. People underestimate. Like, Bush Jr. was very charismatic. Oh, yeah. That was, like, a problem. Yeah. Ted Cruz for human president. Yeah, right. I'll I'll say this. Yeah. 
I had, I had an argument I didn't mean to several weeks ago, yeah. and the the the. the, the the argument essentially was these people are evil. And like, I'll tell you this. I don't think that they're evil. I think that they that they're they're much more boring than you could ever possibly imagine. Their bigger thing is that they're just self-interested and they have no sense of like the picture is bigger than themselves. Mitch McConnell is not someone who has evil intentions. He's just a man who wants to remain in power and doesn't see the full consequences of his actions. The people who support Donald Trump and refuse to impeach him, the people who are Republicans who allow Donald Trump to declare a a national emergency for a non-existent, uh, quote, crisis at the border, right? All of those people don't actually believe in the border crisis, don't actually have like, they're some of the most highly educated people on the planet, right? They go to prestigious schools, they hoard tons and tons of money, they develop these long political careers, and they've learned to appeal to the people who vote for them. That's my fundamental belief. What motivates them is raw power. And it's not about destroying the world or anything like that. They're just... Dumb people. They're the people who at Nuremberg trials, and I know bringing up Nazis is never the right thing, but they're the well, people. It's always the right thing. <laughs> but they were the. I love bringing up the Nazis. <laughs> but they were the people who were like, but everybody else was doing it. But and here, I had a job and no, I had a family, no, 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 no. and like I want to. Here's the thing. I think you're bringing up Nuremberg. Like I think a lot of people would have ended up being good Nazis. Like, a lot of liberals in that same situation would end up being good Nazis. What do you mean? Like, I think a lot of people put in that position of, like, they would be Nazis. Oh, yeah. But it's banality. It's because people don't think about the values, the long term. Like, and this is a lesson for anybody who's listening. Is it's very easy to get, like, very myopic and just think about yourself and what's happening around you and what steak you're eating and all that other crap. If you think about things in terms of like, I'm part of a larger ecosystem, I am an American, the country that I'm a part of is very important. The, the place where I work, I want my, my coworkers to be happy, my boss to be happy, the people who want work underneath to be, me to be happy. The whole ecosystem, the social fabric that I live in, if that's the place that you, from, that's the place from which your ideas come from, there's no way to justify a lot of this stuff. But it's like, but I think the the issue that we're having on a macro scale as a country is that our social fabric is tearing. Oh yeah, and quite there's tons of reasons for that. And, and quite literally, but partially because on every single divisive issue in the 2016, 2016 campaign, Russians were on both sides of it. So like, even if you're very liberal, you think you're great, you like eat your own compost type stuff. Like you still got to be watching. How you're polarizing yourself. Yeah. And I, you know, I like, I like we, I, you know, think we need to follow a, a larger guiding star, you know, which is like, we do need to impeach the president because he's a fucking monster and he's evil. Yeah. Um, and he's destroying the country and he's unfit for office. I think that's something we can all agree on. <laughs> I, I, I'll say, I'll say, I'll, I'll say this. But I also want to argue, I also want to push back on you and Mitch McConnell. I think Mitch McConnell is literally like the Joker from Batman. He just wants to watch the world burn. He just burn. wants to watch the, watch the world burn. Yeah. 
I can't wait for him to die. His, his jowl gets bigger. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he goes home and fucking <laughs> eats a <like laughs> carrot slowly. <laughs> I don't even think he chews. It just slowly it's slips. Sli- down yeah, it just slides throat. down his throat. And he's like, God. He just bites it off with his beak. Another one. <laughs> slides down his throat. And then he thinks of another way to destroy American democracy. I. Okay. If I could remove gonna, one person from American politics, it would be Mitch McConnell. I think he's cancer. If I could remove one person from American politics, who would I remove? There'd be a huge power vacuum if you got rid of Mitch McConnell, though. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be like werewolf bar mitzvah territory. Spooky, <sighs> scary. Boys becoming men. Well, men becoming wolves. I would, I would probably remove... You know who I would have really removed? But it, this would require me Newt going Gingrich? back in time, time a little bit. Well, Newt Gingrich is like a really... Newt Gingrich is like the beginning of a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, destroy a Democrat at any, any, with any kind of... Means necessary. Means necessary, right? Yeah. Now, he, he's the guy who distracted a full year of the Clinton presidency with this fucking blowjob thing. Right. So where they did impeach a president... Son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could go back in time, I would, I would maybe re- remove Ted Cruz because <laughs> because Ted Cruz's filibuster sort of made move the Tea Party from agitators to people who really, really influenced and took advantage and took hostage um, the American government and our economy. Like they. That move and moves like it have cost us hundreds of millions and and some calculations, billions of dollars. The American economy will never recover ever again because so much of what the government does props up our economy. Because, you know, we like socialism when it helps business. Yeah, man. So – uh, you know what? You've convinced me, but I want yeah. to unify our ideas. Sure, a sure, bit. sure. Okay. If Democrats, I've convinced you that we should impeach. We should impeach, but yeah. I what I really like about what you said was yeah. we need to chew we need to chew bubblegum and walk at the same time. So yeah. there has to be we have to strike a balance. And Democrats need to specifically kind of I I think it would be really powerful if Democrats unified both. And they were like, we need to impeach him, but we also need to impeach him. Because he's a bad president, specifically, you just paid several thousand dollars more in taxes, while 83% of those tax breaks went to, you know, people like Jeff Bezos, who didn't pay any taxes. And it's like it's like people who owned property in blue states often had to pay like nearly tens of thousands of dollars more in taxes this year. Yeah. Because of this tax bill. Yeah. Which is insane. Super insane. But, like, I, I think this kind of goes back to, like, what Alexander Ocasio-Cortez said is, like, we need to – I don't think she actually said this, but I'm kind of piggybacking off her previous rhetoric. It's like, we need to be the party of moral clarity. Yeah. Like, moral clarity is you are not worried about putting food on the table for your children. Party of moral clarity is that we don't give tax breaks to billionaires that put addictive drugs – into doctor's offices that give them to patients that exploded a heroin epidemic that's killing our families, that's killing a generation of parents, right? Like the party of moral clarity thinks that if you're sick, you should be able to see a doctor. Yeah. The party of moral clarity thinks that this fucking sentient enema 
at the head of the executive branch should be removed and replaced with someone competent. Yeah. Like these are not things that uh, you can debate because it, uh, any reasonable person who is not on a thick milkshake of Fox News understands. And maybe even some of them do, because if you saw Bernie's town hall, they had some plants in the audience that are cheating for Mer- Medicare for all. But everyone wants to go see a doctor when they're sick and no one's fucking happy. When they can't do that. No one's fucking happy when their kids are hungry. No one's fucking happy when they can't afford rent. No one's fucking happy when they have to work two jobs to live somewhere. No one's happy when they see their neighborhoods fall into addiction. Like, this is what we need to have the party be. And we can be all those things. But we don't have good messengers. We should have someone on every single fucking network harping on this until fucking election day in 2020. Right. But and that's how the GOP has been successful in selling their fucking bullshit message is they have good messengers and we need to cultivate that generation of ours. Yeah. yeah. And frankly, I think that we should be going on Fox News. Send the fucking smartest little fucking little bitches that we have over there. No, I'm serious. They need to be like they need to be slimy little ferrets. Send all of our slimy little ferrets to Fox News. And even if they have some fucking talking head arguing back, they're not going to be as smart as our end. Yeah. They need to be really great <sighs> debaters. Okay. <laughs> you would cry on Fox News. You would get so frustrated. You've never seen me. Uh, you've never seen you've me. You've never seen me debate. Yeah, I don't know. It's a very different thing. Because yeah. I had to like, to be able to like, <laughs> no, this is like a, a thing that I went through was like, I had to learn how to like enter into a debate round and become like, it was my very first acting challenge, I think, as mm-hmm. like a person. But to go in and like, several people were like, whoa. You're a different dude. And like, I, I, I remember before around like joking around and stuff like that and then going in and then like tearing someone apart and then I would get exhausted from having to like be mean to people. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to like withdraw and like listen to music and be alone and then come back and then I'd, <laughs> I'd go back to joking around and stuff. But I would like, yeah. I'd, but you, your level of being mean is so different than like my level of being mean. I wish I could show you a debate round. Really? I don't know. Like, I, I think we need to be able to send someone in that can like when they start like squawking to just be like, like, are you fucking like, are you stupid? Well, yeah. yeah. And I think a big part of that is and I'm, I know it's I, I think it's not just about being really good at the argument. I think one of the things that I'm noticing is having we're culturally losing empathy and i think even if we're liberals we're losing empathy we're losing the capacity to disagree with someone and then open them up and i think that that, that there there is there is one thing about debate and that's punishing somebody mm-hmm. and argumentatively punishing somebody is like a fun thing and when there's a judge in the back of the round whose purpose is to be as objective as possible, it can be fun. But at least in my experience, like true persuasion actually requires a whole lot of like, hey, I understand what you're going through and why you might think that or whatever. And it's also one of the things that, uh, you know, uh, I, because I'm wired like a crazy person, sit around thinking about things like fake news all the time. And one of the things I've, I've been kicking around with people is like, you know, in, in the United States, what we should have is the government for one month out of the year for every single American. We discussed this last week, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You just have to go out and do some do some like national service. And that's one of those things where it's like until you can sit down with someone else and then be like, hey, I get that. 
I honestly, I don't even think it's an empathy thing. I think it is to a certain extent. But I think that people have been hearing the same messages repeated over and over and over again. And they haven't heard our message repeated over and over and over again. Because there's no way that you can get someone to open up right initially and be like, okay, I hear what you're saying. But you're going to leave and they're going to go back to the way they were thinking because they are in their bubble. We need to break into, we need our own fucking propaganda network. Like, and and honestly, that is why I'm going for someone for the 2020 presidential election that is going to go scorched earth. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. Um, we got really far off the Mueller report, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, th- this is the context of it, right? That, that's why That's why that there, there there are still Republicans, still conservative media outlets that are like, it's it's done. It's done. It's over. And, it, and there are a bunch of liberal outlets that are like, no, it's not. The report legit, like, Mueller legit said he would have indicted a president if we didn't have rules that prevented Mueller from indicting the president slash opining out loud that that's actually Congress's job and Congress is doing its job. And I think one of the best things that Congress can do now is to be like, we want an unredacted report. That's our, that's our constitutional right. We have a constitutional right to have investigations. Mueller coming and talking to us is like a great idea. We need your cooperation. And this is like, this is all normal. My other argument for impeachment proceedings is that even if we Trump loses the election in 2020, he's not going to vacate. I I don't know if that's, that's a real thing. I think if you're Trump and you lose in 2020, are you leaving the office? You, what are you going to say? It's all fake news. Yeah. Yeah. Say the election was stolen or refused to leave because when you leave, that's when you open yourself up to all the charges. I hope it does not come to that. I think that, so I'm saying that if we have impeachment proceedings in place and we win the Senate, get rid of the filibuster. I don't know if you can change that though, the constitution. What? Is impeachment in the constitution for 66 votes? Must be a two thirds majority. We can't change that, right? Uh, I, no, I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. That'd probably be a bad idea to have a simple majority to impeach a president. I mean, it's like shitty yeah. that that's where we're at, right? Yeah. And th- th- anyway, there needs to be a preponderance of evidence so we can get, like, so we don't end up with a military junta. But but that's where that's where I was like, which is terrifying that there's even a possibility that we're headed towards that. Oh my god! Could you imagine all of those generals who are like, "All right, <laughs> time for a junta," right? Um, I, I haven't been to a junta in a while. I, and I, this is one of those situations where I am like, I blame the Republicans so much because this should not be, this should be a bipartisan issue. No Republican should be okay with any president having behaved this consistently. Because they're wrapped up in it. Russian money was flowing through the NRA. Right. And all the Republicans are fucking fed by the NRA. Maria Butina. Like, I really, there's, I think that there's so much more stuff coming down the pipe. Like, what's his face? Rand Paul hand-delivered a letter to President Putin from Donald Trump. Right. What did that letter say? Pull Rand Paul in front of Congress. Right. Like, why were all those Republican Congress critters in Russia on the 4th of July? Right. Pull them, fucking interrogate them. Like, what is going on? Right. No, it's horrible. Because it's, horrible. it's insane. And 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 fundamentally, like, I wish 
And so few people have left the Republican Party, and those were the only sane ones? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Jeff Flake? The only one? Yeah. Bob Corker? Yeah. I, and I'll say this. My, my initial feeling that we shouldn't impeach because it, it's just better to focus on red meat issues that we know we can win. I'll say this. It's unfortunate and terrible that Republicans have put us in a place where we have to worry. We have to, we have to, that some people who have genuine love and belief in our democracy have to sit down and say, well, if we just erode democracy a tiny bit so we can win in 2020, and put someone there who actually has reference for the Constitution, our system, our system of government, all this other stuff. And the rot does not end with Donald Trump, right? That's that's why Donald Trump is like the, the pustule, yeah. and there is like a fungal network underneath that is the Republican Party. Yeah, it's. <sighs> someone told me that when they listen to the podcast, it's just. Uh, us slowly going into a depressing nightmare spiral. This is just like our weekly therapy, though. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, all right, I want to I want to move on to uh, the next talk. There's talking. no moving on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> There's no moving on from this. Uh, and it kind of segues. I'm like, if that is fucking, that right? I know, fucking hate it. I hate, <laughs> it. hate that. Ugh. The Hieronymus Bosch hellscape that is our current reality. I'm just going to roll through the next three segments and combine them into one. You're going to block them together? I'm going to block them together. I don't even know if I want to talk about 2020. No, because this is what I want to talk about. Because billionaire, French billionaires, pledged, I think, now a billion dollars to rebuilding of Notre Notre Dame, right? And Notre Dame's already like a $30 million like the, the organization that runs it or owns it or whatever. The church owns it. Yeah, the church owns it. The church it. is billions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Like the church should just rebuild it and maybe make atonement because they have a fucking hard on for atonement after raping all those children and nuns for all those years. But, you know, oh boy. never mind that. You, you always know what kind of uh, like um, I always get the sense like I'm like, I know what arguing with Karina is like. Which is like Karina starts bringing up shit that's like from the past, <laughs> related but kind of a uh, kind of far out. Maybe there. you shouldn't done that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking long memory. You know what they're? I think they're like one of the biggest landlords in New York City. They own the most, like some of the most Fucking real Catholic estate. Church. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. B- billions of anyway, dollars. Anyway, the church should have rebuilt it. But these billionaires have a fucking hard on for getting some good press. So they they donate, I'm saying in quotation marks, a billion dollars towards the rebuilding of Notre Dame. Then they go and they get their lobbyists and shit to ask the French government for a 90% tax break on that money. <laughs> you know what's... Like, are you fucking kidding me? You know what's great? Like, oh, hold on. I'm on... I got a head full of steam here. Oh, yeah. Right, so... All these people that we're saying are getting that they're saying they're getting taxed too much yeah. can just casually throw out a billion dollars for some fucking publicity, right? Yeah. Some positive press. Yeah. Right? Right. But they, they can't afford just to pay a couple more percent in taxes while there are people literally in poverty in the same fucking country that fucking that church burned in. You're going on a spree. Right. And like I like I love Notre Dame. I like I think it should be rebuilt. I think it's an important cultural 
and historical landmark, yeah. right? But like, fuck that. If we took down all these billionaires, billionaires could solve world hunger, billionaires could solve inequality, and they choose not to. Yeah. They could do this at any moment and we should fucking eat them. We should take their money and eat them. The French are the only ones that did the revolution right, where they fucking wheeled out that guillotine and cleared house. They got everyone. The Russians didn't get everyone. That's why it didn't fucking work out. Just you have something else to say? No, I'm good. And so here, if, <laughs> if I want to roll this into 2020, and I know this goes against what I've said earlier, but I'm capable of holding two different kinds of ideas in my head at the same time, is that we're in a second Gilded Age where inequality is so extreme yeah. that it threatens to destabilize our entire society. Yeah. Right? So it's like in 2020, we're going to see the debate between the candidates who want to work within the existing system and the candidates who want to make life uncomfortable for the people that have their boots on our fucking necks. Yeah. Right. And that's where we're going to see the schism in the democratic party. Yeah. You sound like Bernie Sanders. Right. No, but he's a fucking Russian plant. Fuck that dude. 83% going to the, going to the one percent. All, going I'm, hearing, to the all, Russians. I'm, all I'm hearing out of, Karina Saline. You say my name Saline like a fucking idiot. Exactly. Saline. Correct pronunciation. <laughs> but my Bernie Sanders impression is uh, like at any moment he could suddenly <laughs> turn it into a turkey. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely gobble gobble. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean like. We need to literally get rid of billionaires in this country. Yeah. This is, it, it fascinates me every single time you do go. What? It just fascinates me. Why does it fascinate you? Because you have like, we've talked about this before. What? You have, you have a part of you that's just like, burn them all, put them in a pile, put a bunch of sticks underneath them, get a bunch of kerosene and you tear them up. You tear them up like a bunch of, like a bunch of fucking corpses during the black plague and make sure their cancer never touches this earth ever again. And you dance in their blood and ashes. You and the get, other you part of you, plague if you dance in their blood and ashes, then the other part of you, this is not supposed to be scientific. Mm-hmm. This is just me being violent and terrible. Uh, I don't know where this voice yeah, is. Coming it's from. a weird voice. It's, it's a terrible voice. It's not funny. It's not funny. Especially when, Single mothers cannot send their kids to quality education on minimum wage. That's why I support universal. (laughs) Um, We got to get rid of private schools. Private schools and charter schools and fucking funding education through property taxes needs to be ended. Anyway. Yeah. We also should uh, increase teacher pay and make it a make it like a high demand profession and abolish prisons. Why do you always try to sneak that one in? Because now it bothers you and I like it. Oh, that's terrible. I'm going to find something that's like an issue that you hate and then wedge that in. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it would be though. Yeah. What were you going to say? I don't know. You've completely <laughs> thrown me off the track. Oh, it's my other side of me. Yeah, the other yeah, but the other side of you is also like we should pick a sensible establishment candidate. We should work within the system to be able to do this and this and this and fix that. So it's, it's a very interesting dichotomy. I want both. I want someone who can. The issue is that I want to oh, set no, fire to the building, no, 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 but I want to send people into the building to do to, to the responsible work. 
Um, <laughs> I don't want people doing responsible work, setting a fire inside the building, <laughs> a controlled burn. Um, the issue is that the currently, and I hope that the primary fixes this, is that we have candidates who I think want to burn it down, uh, but are either too old or charismatic, charismatically impotent. Yeah. Right. Or we have charismatic candidates who are more centrist, maybe take Silicon Valley money, who maybe take uh, Wall Street money. Pharma money. Yeah, pharma money. Wall Street um, money. That, Shout outs to Gillibrand, baby. Yeah, she's dead in the water. She's oh, like yeah. floating face down. Well, I just I just remember like the she like took a bunch of calls with Wall Streeters and it immediately got reported and she immediately got a bunch of shit on on uh, on uh, on uh, online for it too. She's just out of her depth. She sucks. She just sucks. That's all. Yeah. She I sucks. want AOC to run for her seat. Yeah. I don't, New York politics is really weird, though. New York state politics is super weird. Oh, totally. Because it's because Kristen Gillibrand's like problem is a inherent problem with being a New York senator. Right. It's not like being a senator from Massachusetts, where it's like, hey, I'm I'm as I'm as left wing as it gets, baby, and everyone's like, cool, great, dope. Same thing with, no, because we have the city, which is like 60% of the state's population, if not more. It's something bonkers. Yeah. yeah. And then we have like the fuck resting rest part of the country of Albany and Syracuse, which are okay, Rochester. And then the rest of the state is just like fucking their own goats. This is terrible. Get some empathy. Stop voting Republican. It's really bad. It's real bad. Yeah. So anyways, I hope that we can get... Like the lefty candidates pulling the more centrist, charismatic candidates. So maybe we'll have like a a Kamala running on like a Elizabeth Warren platform. I think Elizabeth Warren at this point is pretty much riding the Democratic. No, Elizabeth platform. Warren is like the fucking nerd in class yeah. who's going to do the group. She's done all the work for the group project. Yeah. Right. And like went above and beyond. It's a beautiful project. And someone's just going to steal it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Anybody, anybody who's a Democrat, who's a liberal at this point and tells me like, oh, I just think this person has the best policy ideas. Like, if there's no. if they're not talking about Elizabeth Warren, I'm like, are you voting based on policy ideas? And it's yeah. like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 if you're not voting for Warren, you get the fuck out of here. Yeah, uh, it's unfortunately not. That's not the system. But if the system is if the system is who did the most homework and who has the most and best ideas. Yeah. Yeah, everybody else can get their Lizzie W. Man. Every, yeah, everybody else, everybody else can uh, send their their dumb asses back home. Right. At this point, um, but that's sort of our system is, you know, these ideas kind of get passed around. They turn into memes. People go, I can't really tell the difference between any of these candidates. Right. And part of that's like that's the majesty of a platform. And that's also how the Republicans a have a, yeah. The a, party, a party platform poop, that party. they made sympathetic to Russia for no reason. The Republicans, yeah. The the ones that hated Russia before. Oh, yeah. They used to think of. Uh, that yeah. thought that they were the greatest geopolitical foe that we had. Yeah. That was one of the more conservative positions that I had. Because I was like, we have not ended the Cold War. No. Also. Also. For a liberal, I had like weirdly right wing militaristic views, which were like, 
American unipolarity and American military supremacy around the world is the most important thing ever. <laughs> I mean, if you want to continue our cultural hegemony, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But we don't have cultural he- hegemony right now, especially when fucking Putin comes out and goes, we can't trust America to lead the country anymore. Because you fucked it up, Putin. Yeah. Well, also, he wants to be- We should just nuke that fucking country off the map. <laughs> Our our resident Russians. <laughs> We're watching videos of Russians hurting themselves before. Yeah, but can you like that's what makes this so infuriating is that the country is just full of those fucking idiots that like the worst genetic samples distilled over 80 years that is what russia is and they still managed to fuck our shit up like are we we like didn't have half our population die in world war ii this podcast is slowly just going to turn into a disc contest where karina just finds more inventive ways of slamming people they're a bunch of knuckle dragging penis gobbling no pussy getting Eyeball losing, snot coming out of their ears. That's not even good. That's not, not who I am like, as a honestly, person. If I was president, like I would, I would hire like, um, like one of the roast writers. Yeah, Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah, or yeah. I would just hire him to like just write all my shit for my like to roast Putin. Shoutouts to Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah. Send the check. Oh, also, um, Susie in particular. Um, but other people have asked me if I'm going to read the Mueller report in its entirety. And that does sound like a fun thing for me to do. Um, but I've spent the past week writing jokes for shows that will never hire me. Speaking of nerd moments, by the Mm -hmm. way, but I will get to it. Elizabeth Warren, like one of the, I haven't read the whole thing, but I've gotten through a lot of posts and, Mm -hmm. uh, because I have a bunch of friends who went to law school my feed was like filled with people like calling out sections of it and mm-hmm. highlighting it or like drawing arrows and circling sections. Oh, can, can we talk about for a second that there's a literal quote from Trump saying, oh my God, I'm fucked. This is the end of my presidency. Yeah, he's a moron. Yeah. Um, and that Jeff Sessions was walking around with the resignation letter in his suit pocket every single day. Like that does give me some like modicum of satisfaction is that Jeff Sessions was so miserable. Don't infantilize him. He's a fucking, he kills black people. He's terrible. He's straight up terrible. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Elizabeth Warren? Oh, Elizabeth Warren on her Instagram just took a photo of the section of the, the Mueller report that just said 1030 violation. It's like redacted to all shit. And she's like, this is unacceptable. And I was like, why did Elizabeth Warren specifically pick out the 1030 violations? What are 1030 violations? 1030 violations are violations where uh, are essentially like cyber hacking, like Mm -hmm. computer fraud sort of violations. And you're like, holy shit. But also like I 100 percent in my mind's eye imagine that Elizabeth Warren was like a 1030 violation. That's that's horrible. (laughs) And like everyone else is sort of like drooling. And she's just like. I can't wait to get back in that Senate seat and grill someone else about a 1030 violation. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, but I feel bad for her because she's going to do all the work. Someone else is going to take it. Probably a man. I'm sick of Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. I he's 
Ugh. He's doing a good job. He's very charismatic, but he looks like Bat Boy. He's crushing it. Uh, he's crushing it. I just don't want to vote for a dude. Yeah. I really don't. You're probably going to vote for a dude. Uh, no. Yeah. I, if I had to guess. We're just going to have Trump win. <laughs> if I had to armchair guess who's going to win at this vantage point. It's probably going to be a mix of... It's between Judge and Warren. No. And then Warren's going to get knocked out because she's a nerd. And then Judge will go. Yeah, we'll I'm see. significantly scared of Judge right now. Winning? I don't think he's qualified. Yeah, who knows? He's just fucking charming and young. Yeah. He played that spoon song on the piano. Do you guys want to um, hear a joke I wrote for a late night show? Yeah, sure. That loves to tell jokes about Pete Judge. Yeah. So I don't really remember how it goes. It's kind of like um uh CDC is reporting the measles epidemic has hit um alarming proportions right now and it's becoming actually um a 2020 uh presidential election issue because um the youngest candidate, Pete Buttigieg, is too young to be vaccinated. No, not even a laugh. Good. It's yeah. a good one. I like that one. You do not like it. You didn't even laugh. Funny. That's what they're writing on late night. That is the drivel. <laughs> I could immediately hear the band like hit play a sting after that. Oh yeah. <laughs> after, it's it's such a it's such a late night joke. I would probably give it to the youngest candidate part uh, if I was actually submitting to the show, but because our listeners maybe don't know that he's the youngest candidate, I did. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it's a trope. It's a trope. Oh, here's another one. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, another one like this. Um, uh, Korean dictator Kim Jong-un and uh, Russia's president uh, Vladimir Putin are uh, setting up to have a meeting in the next couple of months. Um, they're waiting for their third member uh, to arrive, though, and he's taking a while because they had some trouble with the wall. But, um, you know, he'll be there because he's the Night King. It's a Game of Thrones reference. Oh, I don't know Game of Thrones. I know, but you see how it's like a thing like with Trump, but he's actually the Night King. I guess I don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. Wow. That's depressing. Wow. I love you so much. Okay. Never leave me. Okay. I think you're great. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> All right. On that note, depressing note, I'm Karina Celine. And I'm Matt Betty. And this is... We're just here to help.